appreciate uh, Brother Michael filling in and Brother Bo filling in for me. Uh, last week was, was gone. Vanessa and I had an opportunity to, uh, to take a little trip. It was just a last minute trip. We went up to the mountains. She can tell you what we call that trip. It's just to uh, get away from Dad for a little, a Dad vacation. Call it a Dad vacation. <laughs> Jack was feeling well, so we had an opportunity to take off. So we did. But anyhow, so good to be back in the house of the Lord. We really miss y'all. But let's have a let's go uh, lift up the ones I know we need to pray. Continue praying for Michaela. She got moved in uh, up in Florence, and I know we had special prayer for her last week. And 
I know she definitely appreciated that. And, you know, we all need to pray for each other, that's for sure. But need to pray for uh, Michael's mom. Continue praying for her. I think I understand he may have to be going back there pretty soon. Will you kind of share a little bit about your mom's doing? Well, my brother's going to be gone, so I'm just going to kind of go on. Just, just stay there? Yeah. Okay. Need to continue praying for her. And, and, and Lee, need to continue praying for uh Royce's friend Lee always lift her up in our prayers. And there's so many to pray for. And uh, Don and Kathy, we continue praying for them. Yes. And uh, and Bo and Linda, always lift them up in your prayers. And, yeah. and Robert and Nell, they always continue Bro, praying for them. And, Bro, and Bobby, I understand he's in the hospital. Is it? Uh, he's in the hospital. Oh, he's home? Okay. Gallbladder? Okay. Are they home taking that? He's, he's home this morning, uh, resting fairly comfortably. Uh, Pam texted me. She's going to get some uh, medicine for him at 10 and then come on to church. Yeah, I know he's not feeling well at all, that's for sure. That's for sure. Anyone else have one? one so, uh, Alika Bailey, uh, her grandson, he and Reed is going to be having open heart surgery. He's a yeah, Steve's going to be in revival uh, starting this this week, tomorrow, tomorrow starting tomorrow night. Definitely. Yeah, Steve. Steve. Um, he's the one Definitely need to pray for me. Let's remember the new baby we have. That's right. We've got a new baby in our church. Amen. Lift them up in our prayer. Wow, we have so much to pray for, don't we? So Sister much to pray Yes, Sister Bonnie Warren. Mike, Rick Little's brother being buried today? Yes, that's right. I think it is today. I was thinking on Facebook already. His funeral was yesterday in Georgia. He'll be buried at Snead. I'm not sure if that's right. I'll tell you. He said Antioch at Snead. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyone else? Anyone else? I'll tell you, we have so much to pray for, kid. It wouldn't be too much to ask to come to the altar and let's just slip these up in prayer. We can't. Dear and Father, we thank you, Lord, we thank you, God, for the Lord, thank you for having us back with the church, sharing with our request that there are so many small guys that are basically in the Lord. I know that there is a lot of people desire to see here in the Lord, and they give us his brother's generation, his life. God, I pray that you see with brother Dr. Harris Potter and all the 
the world seems to get smaller and smaller um, and I look at things like uh, I, I was reading uh, in the in, uh, Acts second chapter and I got thinking about things like um, the um, United Nations and stuff where people from all different countries come together and they'll meet somewhere and they'll be sitting on these, this big arena thing or this podium and, and they've all got a little earbud in so that the speakers can speak and everybody can understand what's being said. It's uh, translated, so to speak. And, and you'll see they'll speak and there'll be a little delay for the translator to talk and then they'll say something else. And I got thinking about the second chapter of Acts at Pentecost. Um, and I'm going to read it in just a minute, but uh, they didn't need a translator. They, they didn't need a translator. And it it's, has always just... Uh, you know, and even after the event happened, it said people were amazed and they didn't know what was going on and they couldn't figure it out. But uh, our God, y'all, can overcome things. He, you know, speech is not a problem for him, and, and uh, any of our problems are, are not problems for him. He's he can handle those things. But I'm just going to read this, and uh, we'll move on into Sunday school then. Uh, second chapter of Acts. Let um, I me, mean, uh, yeah. Says, uh, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And boy, that's important right there. One, one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I'm just going to say right there, I don't think that people were, were, were speaking where they couldn't be understood. I think when they were speaking in other tongues, I think it was a spiritual thing uh, that me speaking in English, if, if there were French and uh, Japanese people out here, if they could understand what I'm saying, I think that's what they were talking about. The, the tongues uh, they were speaking in were... Um, they were speaking their own tongue, but it was heard in different languages. Let's put it that way. Uh, anyway, 
And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, uh, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not these which speak Galileans? And how we hear every man in our own tongue wherein we were born. Um, Corinthians, Medes, Elamites, and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia, and Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, in Egypt and the parts of Libya round about Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our, in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? And I'm just going to stop there and, and just, I just really wanted to just express how great God is. That Amen. He can that he can have men speak in their own language to people from all over the world. And they can hear it in their language, in, in this, this particular case here. So the, the power of God is, um, you know, as humans, we try to categorize everything. You know, you got a, uh, a Dodge Challenger with 700 horsepower. It's a 700 horsepower engine. You got a, something else with a 100 horsepower engine. Uh, we want to categorize everything, but you can't put God in category. You can't categorize him in a, in a physical sense because it's just not possible. Uh, somewhere it said that our mind had not uh, thought of the things of God. We can't, we can't comprehend the things of God. It's not within us to do that. But for him to be able to do that, uh, sent the word out, and it said to him, men of every nation known in the earth. It was given to them that day. And they were told to go back and spread it. So, as, as we go through, you know, there's always, uh, there's always questions. Um, and I don't, think it's, I don't think it's bad to question things of God. Because that's, that's how we learn. But uh, I don't question his power. I don't question his ability. I don't question. I just, I just question how can we comprehend that? You know, how can we understand that better? And uh, and, and if he can do that kind of thing. You know, if he can raise the dead. He can, he can do that. I have no doubts that anything that's out there that we can imagine, he can accomplish. He can accomplish. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. But that I fully believe that the power of God is such that we don't comprehend it. We just have to take it by faith. That, that whatever uh, is His desire, whatever is His will, He can accomplish that. And um, if He, uh, uh, you know, people said He don't need our help. Uh, if He needs a voice, we need to be that voice. If He needs feet to go somewhere, we need to be that those feet. So whatever, whatever his will is, he, he has no problem with that. We may not, we may look at it and say, Lord, that's a mountain I can't climb. But we can. If he tells us, if he tells us to go over that mountain, we can make it. Sure. We can make it. And, uh, 
So I just trust that and uh, hope that um, that once in a while when uh, there's a there's something that comes up that I can assist in, that I'll be willing to do that and uh, be willing to take out and, and, and make that step of faith, whether it looks like it's possible for me to do it or not. Um, go ahead and take the first step and see. Chances are, if you take that first step, the second one won't be that hard. Right. I know that's, uh, that's the way it was when I was saved, when I was right back there in the back of this church. And, uh, Elaine asked me, I was 17 years old, we were dating, and I was visiting here, and she said, you ever been saved? I said, no. I've been under conviction since I was about 10 or 11 years old. And she said, would you like to be? And I said, yes. The first time I said yes, I kind of released my whatever I had that was holding me back. And uh, she said, let's go to the altar. And we turned. The church was full. There was a bunch of people who had to kind of step out. But I turned and, and took one step toward that aisle. That's why I said, I don't remember I don't remember what I said up here. And, and I fully believe that that when I turned loose and believed that, that that was something he would do for me, and I desired it at that point, I said, yes, I want that. And I think if I'd have stood there flat-footed, I'd still been lost or been, I'd been dead by now. But when I took a step out in faith, then that next step I don't remember. I don't remember. It's, there may be some people here um, that were here that night in July 1970. Third Friday night in July. But uh, anyway, uh, he's not weak. And he's not short in, in anything that, that needs to be done. And it can be done. You know, we got anything you'd like to say this morning before we take the classes? If not, we'll, we'll take our classes at this time. There we go. I think I'm ready now. Sorry. Good morning, everybody. We asked how Michaela's doing. How's mom and dad doing this morning? <laughs> it, it, it was difficult on the way home with the laughter. Yeah. I did my boo boo and said I had to drive. And then in between Molson and Coleman, I heard Kelton sniffling. And I looked back. Of course, it was dark. We didn't get home until midnight. Yeah. I was here to go home. It was rough. <laughs> uh, we're 
Good to see each one this morning. I appreciate Ricky. I'll say this since he's not out here. I'll brag on him a little bit. I uh, appreciate him teaching. That was a tough lesson. A uh, little bit of a tough lesson today, but we'll get through it. We'll be all right. You ever heard the say, uh, we're in the first chapter of Romans. I'm sorry. Picking up at about verse 21. Yeah, about verse 21. You ever heard the saying, or have you ever made the comment, I never would have dreamed they'd have done that? You ever heard that? Yeah. yeah. I never dreamed that person was capable of doing that. Remember the brawls not that long ago in Walmart over toilet paper? The, bra the actual knockdown drag outs over toilet paper. Uh... I had a former pastor make a comment one time that has always stuck with me, and he would say this. He would say, if not for the grace of God, we'd all be stealing chickens by morning. If not for the grace of God, we'd all be stealing chickens by morning. And you know, that is true. We don't like to think of that, but it's true. Um... We believe in the duality of mankind. We believe there's a natural man and a spiritual man. We're made of two parts put together, constantly fighting with each other. The natural man is the one born of Adam. You may hear some people refer to, him, to us as the Adam man. It's the part that you can see and touch and feel and the spiritual man, that came from God when he breathed into man. And I, I don't want to disappoint us, but there's no hope for Adam man. He is, if you put Adam man in a vacuum, his very nature will drift towards evil. And that's me, and that's you. That's even after I'm saved. Because salvation has nothing to do with the Adam man. Now, we hope that our spiritual man can dominate our Adam man. We've got a fancy word for that. It's called sanctification, right? That's what that's all about. But the best we can do with Adam man is keep him under control. That's the best we can do with him. Now, you'll hear in some circles, some religions... Oh, there's good in everybody. Oh, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. <laughs> now, you know, people are raised morally correct. I realize that. But as a whole, there's no good in mankind. There's no good to be found in my inner self. My inner self is rotten. I'll talk about... Say we are eternally inclined to evil. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just pick on Michael. If Michael doesn't stay on top of his Adam man, 
he's, in tr he's going to be in trouble. Amen. It's like my spiritual man has to pull my Adam man along like a ball and chain. Come on, we're, going, we're not going to get, we're going to do right. We're not going to, you know, oh, no, yes we are. No, we're not. Paul called it a warfare. He fought it. A warfare. Think of the, the old cartoon, the, the, the angel in the white, the little devil in the red over here, yelling in each ear, do it, no, do it, no, do it, no. Well, that's actually true. It's a constant battle to keep Adam man under control. You ever heard the saying, follow your heart? What terrible advice that is. What did Jeremiah say about the heart? I'll read it to you. Not, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, well, I've lost my mark. I'll forget that. But he said the heart is deceitfully wicked and desperate. Yeah. Our heart, the core of Adam man, if I listen to my heart, I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah, because it is deceitfully wicked and it always will be. And, and that's a... That's a fundamental difference that we have as Christians in our beliefs as compared to a belief in the world. The world will believe someone is basically good. They're, they're, they're born and tend to be good. But we do not believe that. We believe man is basically evil. We do. And it's a terrible... I'm sorry. <laughs> My, I'm throwing myself in the pile here, okay? What you just said is evidence of children. It's yes. Us, you, we have to strive to children to do good because the natural, the evil, the bad, the wrong is already there. So we have to raise our kids. So that's, a, that's evidence to us all. In all stages of our life, it's particularly evident to be true when you think about how you have to teach children. Bad comes all by itself. Yeah, it does. It just it does. comes all by itself. You ever had two children close together? As little mini guys. If we don't, as parents, we don't teach them not to tell the truth and not mm -hmm. to speak. But you got a three-year-old and a two-year-old, and they'll be pointing at each other when something gets broken. They comes, they like, yeah. He said, it, it's just there. Uh, it's, it's inheritance. Or the famous word, mine. Mine. Yeah, mine. I used to wonder when the world was, he did it. You know, I didn't know that person lived in my house. He did it. <laughs> I didn't do it, he did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I found the verse. I wrote it down. No wonder I didn't mark it. Y'all pray for me. Whew. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Yeah, that's scripture. Okay. We, we see in some of these countries that have tried socialism or communism, it goes okay for a little while. But then when people realize, you know, the hard work, it's, it's, I don't get paid anymore if, than if I was sitting at home. Um, then, then they sit at home. And due to the, they were following their heart, they used, most of them become alcoholics and stuff. 
uh, drug addicts um, because they're just left, like you said, if people follow their heart, that is never a good idea. No. Because no. my heart is that I want one of them $100,000 navigators. Yeah. But my wallet and my the, the little guy inside of me says, no, that ain't it. Yeah. No. Yeah, for real. Yeah. You know, you look back through history at what man is capable of doing. It's horrible. Even today, what, what man's capable of is horrible. And, and here again, I'll, I'll, I'll pick on Michael. Michael has a little of Adolf Hitler in him. Because I'm born from the same seed. Yeah. Yeah. But we're so blessed, as my pastor would say, but for the grace of God. Yeah. I can, I, uh, I can, let me rephrase, I have the ability if I want to, to control my Adam man. God gave me that when he saved me. I have the upper hand if I choose to use it. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. I can live above sin. Not perfect. We all make mistakes. But I can live above that, that obstinate sin. I'm going to do this. I don't care if it's right or wrong. I'm going to do it. Yeah, or something I know better not to do. I can live above that if I choose to. And I stay close enough to the Lord. Yeah. Premeditated sin. That's what I like to use. Yeah. Yeah. Premeditated sin. Yeah. I heard a line in a movie where I believe it's Clint Eastwood. He was an older character. He's old. He's 93. But he was in this movie. And somebody asked him something. And he said, I'm trying to keep the old man out. He kept going and he was trying to keep the old man out. And when you look at that in a different way, when you try to keep the earthly man out mm -hmm. of the yeah. life. Yeah. Um, by filling our time with something other than idleness. Because idle time, seriously, is where you'll get in trouble. Mm -hmm. Ain't got anything on your mind to do. There's something evil will come on your mind. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're not if you're not working and you're just sitting, I know we need just to sit and relax every once in a while not have anything on our mind. But, um, the times that we do, we'll put uh, things in our mind that is that it's good and uh, you know watch what we do and what we say and who we associate with um, socially and you know we have to associate with the world because we're off the world we're in the world we're not off the world but um, just be careful it's like you said you know we, we got the ability but you know i've got the ability to do a lot of things that i don't do that's the thing I need to do. Yeah. I need to work on that. How many remember the little children's song, Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Because the battleground between the natural man and the spiritual man is right between the ears. It's the mind. Yeah. It's the mind. What we hear, what we see, affects the battle. It's like this one starts winning, this one starts winning. Just what you're talking about. But what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hear no evil, see no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
It's a daily battle for everyone. I don't care who it is. Everyone's been saved, that battle. I used to have little <clears throat> things I would post on my wall at work, just little sayings and stuff. And I remember one of them said something like, uh, Lord, so far today it's been a good day. I haven't offended anybody. I haven't said anything bad. I haven't thought bad thoughts. There's a few you know, things like that. And then it says, but in about 15 minutes, I'm going to have to get up and face the day. You've got you got those first ten minutes down, hadn't you? All right, so good deal. Okay. So with that in mind, as I read these verses, I want you to notice. I think I saw one heading that described these verses as the downward course of sin. As I've said before, sin is never satisfied. It's never complacent. It always wants more. It's like a cancer. It, it always wants more. Sin is aggressive. It's not passive. You can't pacify sin. No. But what I want to read, read as, as Paul, and what Paul's doing here, he's writing this from Corinth. He's just looking out the window. Corinth was a horribly wicked place in biblical times. And he's going to write about the... If man is left in a vacuum, here's what happens. And I'm going to do something a little different this morning. I'm, I've found other... I'm going to read the verse, but then I'm going to read it in... in you know, some of these words are old English words. I'm going to read it again with, with a different word that, that we use more commonly, okay? Well, let's start with verse 21. Now, now remember, Paul has just proved that even creation itself teaches there's a God, okay? And man is inexcusable. If for no other reason you can look at creation and see God. We talked about, the, Brother Ricky talked about that last Sunday. It says this, because that, in verse 21 of Romans, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Now let me read this. Instead, their thoughts have become complete nonsense, and their empty minds are filled with darkness. First step of mankind as he goes down this path, his thoughts become complete nonsense. He can't even think straight. Because if he follows his heart, he goes wrong, doesn't he? Man doesn't know any better. And then his mind is filled with darkness. What's the one thing you can't do in darkness? You can't see where you're going. You can't see how to walk. All right. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Uh, Claiming to be enlightened, they are fools. How many times have you heard the saying today that Christians are the most uneducated, backward people you'll ever see? If you watch the news every day. Yeah. Because the ones out there sinning, have, they're enlightened. They found a new meaning in life. 
See, this is nothing new, folks. Nothing new. Paul was looking right at it in Corinth. Yeah, it was the ones who have walked away from God who are enlightened, who found a better way. Well, now, you know, the de if the devil convinces you that you're just smarter than everybody else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. You, you could probably go right for the Wall Street yeah. Journal. But Paul says they think they've become enlightened, but in reality, man has become a fool. Yeah. And in verse 23, what's the first thing he'll do? He changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Idolatry. You're taking an immortal, all-powerful God and replacing him with a piece of rock. And I love the story. I, every time I think about idols, I have to think about that story over in Samuel about the Philistines' god, Dagon. They worshiped a carved rock. Think about that. So how can it be a god if you made it? But yet, man does it every day. Yeah. If you read that over in 1 Samuel, the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant and they put it in there with him. And they come in next morning, he was down on the ground before the altar, uh, before the Ark of the Covenant. So they stood him back, stood their God back up, and the next night he done her again. Stood him back up next day, come back. Not only has he fallen down again, but he's broke his arms off. Yeah. So it is a real humorous story uh, to me that I always read about when I think about idols. But idolatry, the first thing, man... Man's going to worship something. You know that? He's going to worship something. He's going to dedicate his life to something. But, and they'll replace an immortal God, incorruptible God, with a piece of rock or a piece of stone or a piece of wood. Or a piece of pigskin. Or a piece of pigskin. Or a piece of green thing called money. Yeah. Yeah. In our state... Uh, college football yeah. is, a, is a god to yeah. a lot of people. And, and it's a wonderful activity to play or to watch, but it's a terrible god. All right, now, verse 24. It says, Wherefore, or therefore, because of this, here we're taking, mankind's taking another step, isn't he? Didn't stop at this one, this one led to the next one. Like I say, sin is aggressive. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. And a little plain, but uh, therefore God gave them over to the cravings of their heart to sexual desires. Trading natural sexual relations for an unnatural sexual relations. A downward course. Downward course. Who changed the truth of God into a lie. What's the truth of God? That He is. As nature declares, He's God. And worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. 
Rather than worship God, man will worship himself. His self becomes his first priority. Yeah. Another step. Look at his steps going down. Another step. Progressive or regressive, however, whatever the word would be. Yeah. And I'll say it again. If not for the grace of God, thank goodness. Yeah. What are we saved from? Well, one of the things is we're saved from a life of sin. Forget eternity. Yeah. It said life and life more abundantly, didn't it? Yeah, a better way. Scripture said, talking about Christ, said those that sat in darkness saw a great light. Yeah. Darkness spiritually. Darkness in their mind. But they saw a clear light to show them a better way, didn't they? Bit depressing lesson, isn't it, Sister Pam? I'm sorry. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do these next two verses. Get them over with. For this cause, what? They serve the creation more than the Creator. God gave them up unto vile affections, for even the women did change their natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemingly, and receiving in, selves, in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. You know, that's pretty black and white, isn't it? God did not make the first homosexual person. They've walked down some steps. They've walked down some steps. Yeah. Progressive thing, sir. Can I say just a word about that? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, we're all aware that there's been a great division nationwide mm -hmm. in the United Methodist Church. Mm -hmm. And um, and and this was one of those. Mm -hmm. It was not the only. No. There was supposed yeah. to be because that division. But this is one, and, and it was not that the United Methodists or the Methodists in our county didn't love and have compassion on uh, someone. Uh, it's homosexual, just like we would anybody in yeah. any other sin. But the, the line had to be drawn where are we going to place those folks in, in positions of leadership. Mm -hmm. So I I got um, caught in the situation of going to Les Memorial. I didn't get called. I was asked and mm -hmm. said yeah. I would to um, come and assist in counting the votes about whether they would say United Methodist. Mm -hmm. And so they said it will take a little while. Oh, my goodness, when I got over there, there's people everywhere. There's th over 300 people yeah. got the votes. But in, during that process, a friend of mine used to be our EMA director, uh, Max Armstrong, mm -hmm. come by and I said, Max, I hate your church. It's going to do this. And he said, well, whatever you have heard, the real issue is the authority of the Scripture. Mm -hmm. And that's what stuck with me. Yeah. That was the issue. Are we going to accept what the Bible teaches or not? And so they overwhelmingly made the decision yeah. that they would accept 
the Bible as their authority, which was which was a great decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so um, that's what we have to do. I, I made an impression on me, and I just want to share that our decision about a lot of things in life is: Are we going to let the Bible be our guide, mm -hmm. yeah. or we want to figure out that it means something different? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry to have that. Thing. Oh, it's okay. That's a quarter. That, that meant a lot to me. I yeah. Yeah. But without debate, the Bible condemns it, doesn't it? Yeah. And if somebody asks my opinion, what do I say? My opinion is not worth a hill of beans. But here's what the book says, as Chris just mentioned. Yeah. And if you've got a problem with the book, well, you take that up with God. Yeah. You know, um, we've all got members in our family that are on And it is not our job to burn them at the cross. Nope. Or burn them, to burn them at the stake. It, we need to love them because uh, just like the Phillips Craig and Dean song said, I, I did, didn't realize what I was giving up till I, or what I, what I had missed until I gave up the swamp. Mm -hmm. And they, they pay a, a very high price in this world. And if, if they're not saved, they'll pay a high price in the next, the next world. Yeah. And that, I'll close with that. He said they get their just recompense. Well, what is that? They're trapped. Yeah. They're trapped. Unless God helps them, they're trapped. Yeah. And God's willing to. God wants to. We want to. Church wants to. Yeah. Sorry for such a downer lesson, folks. But as I say, if not for the grace of God, we'd all be stealing chickens by morning. But by the grace of God, we can be saints of God and live righteous and have a joyful life, a plentiful life, an abundant life. Yeah. All on this side of eternity. Yeah. Anyone else? I may not have that sin in my life. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Sure. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. It goes for whatever sin, you know, God yeah. is the answer to that. Yeah. To help us to overcome. Yeah. As I hopefully have gotten a little bit more mature spiritually, I found there's a hole in my pocket and all the rocks I used to want to throw at people are gone. They're gone. Because I realize if I can keep Michael straight, I'm doing just fine. And that's a full-time job with overtime to keep Michael straight. Not that Michael, this Michael. <laughs> He's getting nervous back here on me. I'm not going there. I mean, I'm not going there, Allison. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> Appreciate everybody's help this morning.